morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. What is going on? 1.37 p.m. Thank you for getting your day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. Co-hosting with me today is JL Rucker. JL, how is your week going? Bo, it's going really good. Honestly, like whenever we have a day off, I'm trying to play catch up. So um, that's what I'm doing is trying to play catch up. So I thought I thought yesterday was like Wednesday. I thought today was Thursday. So I, I don't know why. But other than that, it's been good. JL, as we do with most episodes, we'll start with an anniversary here. We'll say on this day in 1989... Warner Brothers released The Batman, directed by Tim Burton, starring Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. This is one of, I think, the most interesting movies of, like, one of the most interesting movie releases of all time. This was a movie that was planned out for a decade. You know, Warner Brothers, they had this smash hit with Superman almost 10 years earlier. And they're like, wow, we need to do that again. What do we do to make that happen again? So they're like, all right, let's get a huge star to be in the movie, Jack Nicholson. They said, oh, we got to have a hot soundtrack for this thing. Oh, let's go out and sign the biggest artist in the world, Prince, and he'll do a he'll do an album. They spent so much money on marketing promos. They wanted like roller coaster rides up at Magic Mountain. This was a big deal. They wanted lunch boxes. They wanted figurines. They wanted all of it. The movie ended up being, you know, really successful, really good, and people still talk about it to this day. So, on this day, June 22nd, in 1989, The Batman was released in theaters. JL, it is NFT, NYC, NYC, NFT. A lot of stuff going on in the NFT world right now. We got a story over here that you're going to break down for us. What do you got? NFT. Yeah, yeah. So eBay is acquiring the NFT marketplace known origin. So in a joint statement released yesterday, Bo, eBay and one of the first NFT marketplaces known origin announced that the e-commerce giant had acquired the marketplace. Known Origin has built up an impressive, passionate, and loyal group of artists and collectors, making them a perfect addition to our community of sellers and buyers, said eBay CEO Jamie Iannone. The move is part of eBay's overall strategy to stay on top of the evolving world of collectibles, which is quickly integrating digital collectibles. Bo, what do we have in gaming? JL Elton dropped off a uh, a bomb for us. You know, this was actually a little bit of like a lighter news day for us. I feel like, you know, we were trying to come up with the script today, figure out what stories we wanted to include. And we really didn't have all that much. But Elton was like, no, 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 no. we got to get this thing in. And it is that Sega announces a new first player, first person shooter. This new IP usually co- actually comes from development studio Creative Assembly, which is responsible for giving us the great Alien Isolation and the Total War series. The name of this game is called Hyenas and it is all about looting pop culture goodies for billionaires living on Mars and rival crews. One of these items happens to be a Sonic the Hedgehog keychain. What the hell am I reading here, JL? (laughs) Another really cool aspect that's attached to this game is being able to maneuver around zero G zones. 
Hyena's executive producer, David Nicholson, spoke on his excitement about this game that's set to drop sometime next year. Quote, we believe the key to the modern shooter success is understanding what players want to see and where they want to take their experience. So they're like almost like a movie or almost like a filmmaker. They're just big believers in settings, right? They're there. They believe in that the setting that it takes place in is really going to carry it. Um, Elton was excited about this, so I'm sure other gaming aficionados will be excited as well. JL, as we've been doing over the last few weeks, because we're getting all these announcements about music festivals and lineups, we want to keep covering them because they've been so fun, so exciting to share and expand upon. We've got another one today over in hip hop. You want to break it down? Right. Well, well, this one is the one music fest happening in Atlanta this fall. And I might actually have to go back to ATL that weekend because this lineup is insane. It's going to take place Saturday, October 8th and Sunday, October 9th at Central Park in the old Fourth Ward neighborhood of Atlanta, Georgia. Well, listen to this lineup. Okay, so it's already featuring Lil Baby, Jasmine Sullivan, Rick Ross, Gucci Mane, Jeezy, Lauren Hill. But that's not it. We also have Ashanti and Ja Rule, The City Girls, Beanie Man, Rich Homie Kwan, Victoria Monet, Larry June, Dougie Fresh and the Chuck Brown Band, Juvenile, and more. Well, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy weekend in ATL. I don't think we've had this festival in a while. I know I haven't heard of it um, in terms of like me being in Atlanta. I was just living in Atlanta not too long ago. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the lineup. The founder of One Music Fest, Jay Carter, said, We are super excited about this year's lineup and new location. One thing we pride ourselves on is creating a diverse lineup that reflects the vast and beautiful breadth of black music and culture. We are also taking over the fourth ward area in atlanta georgia and increasing our footprint to four stages instead of three it looks like it's going to be an amazing uh, festival so i can't wait for that jail we got a funny mlb story and i am i'm super stoked to explain this one to you so on wednesday the blue jays are playing right and hitting coach guillermo martinez goes out before the game starts to hand in the lineup, right? Like before the game starts, you got to hand in your lineup saying what the order is going to be and what players are going to be in what positions. You kind of meet with the other umpires and you meet with the other coach, like one representative from the other coach. Well, before the game even started on Wednesday, Guillermo Martinez was ejected. So during this this meeting, this pregame meeting, he gets ejected. Like one of the umpires just turns around and is like, all right, you're out of here. You're gone. I will explain why. MLB umpire Doug Eddings had a bad day on Tuesday. So the day before the ejection, Doug Eddings is the home plate umpire. He's calling balls and strikes, and he had a really bad day. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, a bad day at the office. I'm talking about Doug Eddings missed more balls and strike calls on Tuesday's game. 26 calls than any MLB umpire in a single game this season, last season, or the season before that. It was the worst umpire game in three years, JL. Wow. So before the game started, Guillermo Martinez, who's the hitting coach, right? And, you know, his players just got screwed over the day before. He essentially gets sent out as like this sacrificial lamb. And he just has to get in one word to Doug Eddings. So before the game starts, you kind of see him shake the hands of all the umpires. He gets to Doug and he definitely lets him know something. He gives him a little word, a little whisper, like, hey, 
yesterday was not cool, man. So just a funny story. I love baseball for this kind of stuff. And I thought it was a, a great story that I wanted to share with the 1.37 p.m. family. I just want to make sure I understand this both. So like he, he was basically ejected because the umpire had a bad day and was like, I don't want to hear this. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he came out, he said something like, yo, you were trash yesterday. Like you were so <laughs> bad. Thank God we have a new umpire today. And then he got ejected. And like, it almost felt like all the umpires were expecting him to say something. This was all, they knew it was coming. They still had to give him the ejection, even though, yeah, yeah, he was he, he was a bad umpire on Tuesday, no doubt about it. That's a tough, that's a tough, it's a tough morning. It's a tough day. It's a tough day. It's a tough day. But you know what? It was not a tough day for some of our favorite WNBA superstars. JL, the All-Star Game's right around the corner. Talk to me. Right. You know what, Bo? It's like we kind of, we were talking about how Fashion Week, like the summer, spring editions of Fashion Week, you just don't really know, like, it when it's going to happen. So with the WNBA All-Star, there's a little bit of secrecy to that as well, where you kind of know the dates, but you don't know the location until pretty much right before it's supposed to be happening. So Really? Yes. Yeah. Like when the WNBA season was announced, you knew the dates of the All-Star game, but you did not know it was going to be in Chicago. Yeah, so, I did not know this. Yeah, don't know why. I don't know if it's because it takes them longer to secure a location, if they're trying to figure out where they're going to be. Or, I don't know. But um, so we didn't find out that it was going to be in, in Chicago until recently. And the starters for the WNBA All-Star Game are Brianna Stewart, who's a co-captain, Asia Wilson, who's a co-captain, Sue Bird, who's a co-captain, and is also going to be her final All-Star Game because she is retiring after the season is over. And Sylvia Fowles, who is a co-captain as well. Candace Parker, Kelsey Plume, Jackie Young, Sabrina Unescu, Neka Agumake, Jonquel Jones are also uh, some of the starters that are named and um, that's going to be who's rounding out the WNBA All-Star Game in terms of starters so we'll have to um, see who is announced next in terms of the reserves the 2022 AT&T WNBA All-Star Game will be played at the Wintrust Arena in Chicago like we just mentioned which is the home of the defending WNBA champion Chicago Sky and that's going to be Sunday July 10th on ABC at um, noon 1pm Eastern Standard Time. I believe this is Sue Bird's 13th WNBA All-Star appearance. 13, that's wild. That's a career right there. Well, JL, that will be it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all of our social media platforms. I'm talking TikTok, Twitter, IG. You got to follow the Discord. Like, that has to happen. Got to be there. Oh, subscribe to our YouTube. And we've got multiple pages. we got a YouTube Shorts page we also have the 1.37 p.m. page. You got to go subscribe to both of those. We will be back tomorrow. Very excited about tomorrow. And as always, remember, stay curious. Stay curious.